We have a very special edition of Digging In this week. We are coming to you from Washington, D.C., where we just finished up our annual fly-in, where we bring members from Missouri's uh, agricultural community out to Washington, D.C. to meet with the lawmakers and influencers who work on the policy that affects us every day back in Missouri and across the nation. We're going to share some of the experiences that we've had this week with you, and next week we will be back with our regular episode. Hope that you enjoy hearing some of what we experienced this week. We're in Washington, D.C. this week for our annual Farm Bureau fly-in, and we just got done hearing from Naomi Rao, who is the administrator of the Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs, which is a lot to say, but it is a very important position to our members. Uh, that is a position that is confirmed by the United States Senate after being appointed by the president. So she is one of the most important influential people in the role of regulations in the federal government. Ms. Rao, we are so proud to have you join us today, and could you tell us a little bit about what it is that uh, your office does? Uh, sure. Thank you. Um, thanks for having me here. Um, so my office is, is kind of a small office. We have about 50 people. We're housed within the Office of Management and Budget, which is um, part of the you know the White House complex and the Executive Office of the President. And and one of the things my office is, is primarily responsible for is reviewing significant regulations. So when a regulation is put in place by one of the agencies, they, they send us a draft. You know, we work through it with them to make sure it's consistent with the law, that it meets um, cost-benefit standards, and that it's consistent with the president's overall priorities. So we play this centralized role of reviewing regulations. Um, we also have some other things in our office that involve information quality, like statistical policy and privacy policy, but, but regulations is a big part of what we do. And that obviously is a huge focus of this administration, um, trying to pull back on some of the regulations that had grown uh, out of control over the past eight years, and, and even going back further than that, to be, to be fair. Um, what are some of the things that you're focusing on right now uh, in your office? Sure. So so a big charge that my office has from the president is to reduce the overall regulatory burden. So in really, as you said, in administrations of both parties, the burden has just been going up and up, and particularly in the in the Obama administration. So we're trying to, to, to roll that back, you know, not just have better regulation, but really less overall regulation on the American people. And and so we are working hard to identify areas that we can, you know, either repeal a rule or streamline or revise it. We're looking for um, excessive paperwork burdens or permitting requirements, you know, ways that we can kind of get government out of the way so that that American businesses and farmers and individuals can kind of get to work and, and do the things that they need to do to be successful and, and grow the economy and create jobs. Well, and we do appreciate the work that you're doing because that is definitely something that we hear about from our members every single day. Uh, the frustration of that additional layers of regulation that each one on its own might have made some sense, but when you put them all on top of one another, it becomes overburdensome. Um, so you've been, you were confirmed, I believe, in July by the United States Senate. So it's been somewhere around nine months, if my math is right, that you've been on the job. Uh, what are some of the things that you feel like you've accomplished so far that you're the most proud of? Mm -hmm. 
Sure. Um, you know, the president said we should eliminate two regulations for each new one. And at the end of the fiscal year 17, we were actually at 22 deregulatory actions for each new one, which, um, <laughs> you know, we were we were kind of stunned when the numbers came in ourselves, but it required a lot of hard work, you know, my office, but also with the agencies um, to really identify things to repeal. And, and th those aren't just, you know, things we've peeled back that are small. It's resulted in real savings for the American people, um, you know, even by our kind of conservative estimates, over $8 billion in the past year. And I think another thing that we're focused on is making sure agencies are on track to keep up this work, you know, to kind of keep thinking about how can we make regulations better, like can, where can we get rid of regulatory burdens that are no longer serving any real purpose. And um, and I think agencies are doing that. And, and in the second year, we're kind of focusing now on some of the bigger rules, you know, because that takes a lot of time to undo. So, you know, the clean power plan, the waters of the United States, um, CAFE, you know, there are, there are a number of big regulatory areas that agencies are tackling that we hope to see some real progress in in the coming year. And also bigger areas, you know, we're focused too on infrastructure, you know, there are legislative proposals for infrastructure, but um, there's a lot of regulatory burden that makes it hard to implement and fix our infrastructure. But also, you know, we're interested in um, helping emergent technologies, you know, how do we, how do we get either regulators out of the way or create a regulatory framework that helps enable technology and innovation you know across different sectors so so we're continuing to to keep up the work of deregulating and also looking at a number of cross-cutting areas that's wonderful and i've heard that described before that uh, the we want the government to uh, as a regulated regulatory body to turn into um, a body that looks for ways to get to yes rather than ways to say no. And it seems like that approach has been finding its way through, uh, filtering its way through the system. And we appreciate the work that you're doing on that. Thank you. Well, and thank you again for joining us. We uh, look forward to seeing all the work that you're going to do over the next few years um, and look forward to hearing again from you soon. Okay, great. Thank you so much for having me. We just heard from Charlie Evansmeyer and Jacqueline Donarski, our two Farm Bureau ambassadors for this year, uh, hearing some of their thoughts on what they enjoyed about this trip that they um, have joined us on this entire week. We really appreciated them taking the time to go be away from school to learn more about what is happening in the nation's capital in agriculture. And Charlie and Jack Jacqueline, we appreciate you being with us. What were some of your thoughts, Charlie? Um, this trip was actually my first trip to D.C., so I wasn't exactly sure what to expect about the town. But uh, as soon as I got here, we were introduced to um, Missouri Farm Bureau staff and a lot of the members of Missouri Farm Bureau. And uh, they brought us over to the Capitol, where we toured the Capitol. Um, coolest part about that was we got to stand on the House floor that night. So that was, that was really cool, and that really introduced me to the city really well. And ever since, uh, this whole experience has just been beyond my wildest expectations. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, yesterday alone, I walked 15 miles all around the city, <laughs> seeing all the sights during our free time. So that, that was awesome to be able to do that and have that opportunity. Um, it was also awesome just to work with uh, Missouri Farm Bureau members and staff throughout the week and uh, see them work with uh, our, our congressmen and women and advocate for agriculture, ag advocate for the, uh, the main talking points into agriculture today and uh, just seeing how well Missouri Farm Bureau works with Congress and members in Washington DC was very eye-opening very um, 
very rewarding to be able to see that happen. We did really enjoy going on that night tour as well. You mentioned it, and that really was such a special thing that uh, Congressman Graves did uh, for the group. He's done that for many years. And I actually worked here in Washington, D.C. for five years uh, for uh, Congressman Hartzler from our delegation. And it took me four years of working here every single day to get to go sit on the House floor. So that was really a special treat. Yeah. <laughs> and Jacqueline, what were some of the um, thoughts that you've had on your uh, experiences this week? So unlike Charlie, this has been my fifth trip to D.C., and this was also my first time getting to go on the House floor, so that was super neat as well. Um, but one of the things that I think I've truly enjoyed while visiting our nation's capital has been just the opportunity to learn. Um, I've never been engaged with so many high-level speakers before who have different outlooks on agriculture or on foreign policy, um, like our last speaker um, that we just listened to, and that's really as a student at the University of Missouri, I'm taking history classes, economics classes, journalism classes, and to watch it all kind of come together and see how much um, how much of an impact they all do have on one another has been really exciting for me. So just that opportunity to learn more. Um, but as a science and agricultural journalist, um, journalism major, um, watching people share their stories with others has been one of the highlights of the trip for sure. Um, being able to engage with Missouri Farm Bureau members from across our state um, has been super exciting for me just to learn more about them. Um, as I mentioned in my speech, you know, Missouri Farm Bureau has invested in Charlie and I and I wouldn't be the person that I am today if it weren't for people like my ag teacher and others um, taking the time to invest in me as a person. And so I'm truly grateful and thankful for um, the opportunity to serve as an ambassador um, and hopefully one day I'll be able to invest in our youth just as others have invested in me. So um, that's been one of the great things about this trip is um, just being able to learn more about other Missourians, other farmers and ranch families across Missouri, um, but also watching them share their stories and their voices with those in Congress and here in D.C. That's been super exciting as a communicator. And what are some of the things that you think this may um, change for you, taking them back uh, to your, your career in uh, ag journalism, what do you think that the, the experiences that you've had over this week or the thoughts that, that people have shared with you may um, change in your future? Well, growing up in a small school, I graduated 22 other students. I've never really had kind of a worldly outlook on agriculture or life in general. And I think today um, my horizons and perspectives on things have just been very opened up um, about how American agriculture and America in general impacts the world and how the world impacts us. And so I think that's one of the big things that I'm going to take away um, as a journalism student, as a communicator, is that worldly impact um, on things. But the other thing that I wanted to mention is what I'm going to be taking away is um, just making sure to make sure that all voices are heard. Um, you know, rural America a lot of times may not be paid attention to as much as other areas of the nation. And so I think I'm going to really take that into consideration as well as science and ag journalism. That's my focus, of course. Um, but really, I think one of the biggest things is seeing how important that really is. Um, and being able to take that back and um, really utilize that and say, this is a big deal, this is important. We need to not only use this in agriculture journalism and you know agriculture magazines and agriculture newspapers, we need to try to share these messages across the nation with um, nation uh, media outlets as well. So I think that's one of the big things that I'm going to take away is just uh, making sure to get the whole story right and look at different perspectives and how they might not impact our rural communities, but the nation as well and worldwide. 
That's that's great, and actually, that is uh, definitely one of the issues that I think we sometimes struggle with. Is we spend so much time preaching to the choir, we forget that there's so many other people out there. And we just heard from Dr. John Hamry, who is the um, the the CEO of the CSIS, which is one of the largest think tanks in D.C., mostly focused on foreign policy and defense policy. And one of the things he mentioned that was kind of an offhand remark, but I thought was really interesting, is he said, "I'm one of the few people in D.C." especially in my area, who knows the difference between Farm Bureau and Farmers Union. <laughs> I thought, wow, to us, that's just so obvious. Mm -hmm. But he said, you know, really, most of the people around this town probably couldn't tell you the difference at all. They don't even know they're two different things. So we do have a lot broader audience to speak to. And Charlie, uh, what is the, what's your course of study in, in college, and how do you feel like uh, the experiences you've had here may impact uh, your future as well? Um, I'm studying agronomy um, at the University of Missouri, and uh, my experiences here have really opened up my mind about how much of a voice agriculture actually has in Washington, D.C. Um, you know, walking down the streets, if I were to wave at someone, they're more than likely to give me uh, a funny look than wave back, whereas at home, if I were to wave at someone, they would, you know, they'd probably give me a wave back. And that was kind of my perception coming into D.C. But knowing that there are, there are so many people in D.C. that are willing to fight for, you know, the, the Midwest, you know, the unspoken for Midwest, uh, and knowing that they will, they will fight for agriculture and all these hot topic debates, um, and just keep agriculture as successful as possible is really inspiring and inspiring for me as far as, you know, where my job, future job might lead me wherever I go, knowing that people in D.C. fighting for agriculture. So. Wonderful. Well, I appreciate both of you coming with us all this week and talking to us now for our podcast. We um, are so excited to see the, the bright future that you both have and the, what you represent and the rest of your generation as well. So we, uh, we do look forward to working with you throughout the rest of this year and appreciate you coming with us. We have just finished up our annual trip to Washington, D.C. with our Missouri Farm Bureau members, and uh, this was the first year that the trip was led by Spencer Tuma, and we were really impressed with how everything was organized and how it all went. It seemed like it went off without a hitch. I'm sure there were a lot of things behind the scenes that uh, were had to be taken care of to make it go that way, but Spencer, thanks so much for all the work that you put into the trip. What were some of the highlights for you? Sure. So you're right. It was a wonderful trip to Washington. I could have ordered a little warmer weather, but there's, you know, there's not too much I can do about that. Uh, we had a group of about 90 Farm Bureau members from Missouri uh, come out to Washington, D.C. this week. They came out on Tuesday and they're getting ready to go home here in just a few hours here on Friday. Uh, of course, there's a lot of highlights. We pack a lot into the four days that folks are here. Uh, I think some of the highlights for myself included our night tour of the Capitol with Congressman Sam Graves. Of course, Congressman Graves is a senior member uh, of the United States House of Representatives delegation from Missouri. Uh, so he has always had a great partnership with Farm Bureau, and it, we're really blessed to have the opportunity to have him give us that private tour at night. Uh, one thing that was new for me is I had actually never been on the House of Representatives floor, and so that was a really cool opportunity because if you think about it, there are so many important functions of our government that happen right there in that room. So it's just a really special place with a lot of history. 
We heard from some very dynamic speakers. Uh, we got to hear from Ray Starling from the White House, uh, Naomi Rao, who was from the Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs, which is kind of a little-known office uh, in the Trump administration, but it's an office that has a lot of impact for um, for farmers and ranchers and small businesses, anybody who's affected by regulations across the country. Um, you know, we had the opportunity. We, we come out here to work, but we also come out here to have a little bit of fun. So uh, we sent our group to the uh, see the Wiz at Ford's Theater, of course, that's where President Lincoln was assassinated, but uh, it's a really historical opportunity a great historical place, but what an opportunity to really see your nation's capital. You know, of course, we also see uh, the monuments, the Lincoln Memorial, the World War II Memorial, and the National Mall. Uh, so I can't really pick my favorite thing, but I think everybody uh, had a really good time, and, and I know I benefited from the conversations we had with our speakers and, and from the conversations we had on Capitol Hill. And the, on the policy front, we really did have a very deep policy discussion this week. Uh, Blake, uh, President Hurst, I should say, uh, was speaking to the group to wrap up just a few minutes ago and mentioned how he's been on this trip for nearly 30 years in one capacity or another. And this is the, the most meaty discussion that he feels like he's seen. And a lot of things um, were brought up by speakers that uh, really made you think about our positions and what our policies ought to be coming uh, going forward. Are there any any things that really stuck out to you on the policy side of things that we really uh, maybe didn't expect to hear or that we ought to really be considering? Sure. So I think for me, you know, I, I follow policy discussions pretty regularly and pretty thoroughly in the position that I'm in. And, and Farm Bureau has been a leader on many of the issues we talked about for several years. You know, regulatory reform, crafting a new farm bill. Those are all things that we're really used to and we've, we know the process and we know how that works. Um, but I think a lot of the meaty discussion in this trip especially was around trade. You know, for the last 23 years, we've had NAFTA and NAFTA has worked pretty well for agriculture. I can't maybe say the same for other industries. I wouldn't want to speak out of turn. Um, but it's not really an area where we've had to worry too much, or at least not from my perspective. Uh, things are changing in the world. Of course, we're renegotiating NAFTA. We're renegotiating with South Korea. And we're trying to figure out how the potential unstableness in the global marketplace is really going to affect American agriculture. And I think at a time of really low prices, of kind of a prolonged period of low prices, uh, our attention's focused now more than ever on expanding our markets, but we have to be very careful about, you know, how we deal with our foreign neighbors uh, and how we can you know, enter into free trade agreements and be sure that, you know, we're getting a good deal, but we're also being fair and we're abiding by uh, WTO rules. And it just had a lot of really eye opening discussion about different things that are going on in the world politically and how that might affect uh, tr the outlook of trade for agriculture. Absolutely. That seems like one of the things that stuck out to me the most as well was that there is so much discussion about foreign policy right now in the world of agriculture and how it relates. And we just earlier this morning heard from the uh, from Dr. John Hamry, who is the CEO of CSIS, a, a big think tank here in Washington, D.C. And he pointed out that uh, agriculture is the most uh, affected industry in some of these trade negotiations uh, as a potential retaliatory um, target because, and this, these were his words, was because we are so good at it. Uh, we are so, uh, we, we outcompete, outproduce the rest of the world by so much that um, the rest of the world knows that that is our, 
our, our trigger point where if they put pressure on that, they can really affect us. So we end up taking the brunt of some of the backlash if these trade negotiations go, uh, go south, go poorly. Um, well, any other um, things that, uh, that you think that people ought to know about what, uh, what this trip is like if they may be looking to, to come in the future or anything that they can do to maybe be a part of it in the future? Sure. I think, you know, there's a lot of ways that you can be involved with Farm Bureau, whether you're on the Young Farmer and Rancher Committee or you're serving on your county board or if you're selected to serve on the State Resolutions Committee. You know, there are all sorts of opportunities for you to be involved at the policy process at the local, state, and at the national level. Um, this is kind of uh, a reward trip for those Farm Bureau members who make that commitment to working on our policy process, working on policy development, advancing the organization's priorities. Um, so if you, you know, are interested in even just getting more involved in Farm Bureau, contact us at the home officer or call your county president and see, you know, what opportunities are available for me. And who knows, next year you might be here with us and, and we'd really love to have you. Great. Well, I know that you've had a very long week. You probably need to take your flight home and just crash. So thank you again for all the work you put into this and we look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed hearing about a little bit of what happened this week on our Washington, D.C. trip. Check out our Facebook page or Twitter feed and our Instagram page to get some more inside detail about what happened this week and uh, some of the sites that we saw, some of the people that we met with. Next week, we will be back with our regularly scheduled episode. We look forward to talking to you then.